0: Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. In a worldview less God, death is something that is final, terminal, and destructive. It destroys life, it destroys labor, it destroys relationships, and it destroys any hope for the future. Yet in a worldview with God, even death creates. In this episode, I would like to describe three examples of what death creates. Number one, death creates new understanding. Number two, death creates new vision. And number three, death creates new life. When we appreciate that even death creates, we will embrace the reality that God tenderly comforts and cares for His own in times of sorrow. Our theme verse today comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verses 1-2, to 2, which offers a valuable pearl of illuminating wisdom during one of life's darkest seasons, during times of sorrow, because of the death of a loved one. Our text says, A good name is better than good ointment, and the day of one's death is better than the day of one's birth. It is better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting, because that is the end of every man, and the living takes it to heart. What the writer does in these two verses is highlight the distinction between death in general and the death of someone that you know in particular. What the scripture tells us is that, yes, people dying is how life ends in general, because in the house of mourning, that is the end of every man. But when someone you know or when someone you love dies, the living take it to heart. In essence, what the teacher of Ecclesiastes is saying here is that the day you die is better than the day that you were born. Why is that? Because when you are born, everything is still in the as-yet future. There is still nothing to reflect on because you haven't lived life yet. But when you die, your life, including your objects of faith, your choices, your labors and your relationships, all of that is substance that can be reflected on and what other people can learn from. This is how death creates new understanding. It creates this understanding not by passivity or by mere diffusion. Death creates this understanding when the living earnestly reflect upon the life of the deceased and take life to heart. When they do that, they begin asking questions like, what did they desire the most and were they satisfied with it? Where did their heart lead them and was it worth it? Is there a mistake that they made that I can learn from? Do they have any sound advice backed up by palpable human experience? Death therefore creates new understanding when the living reflect upon the life of the deceased and life in general. This leads me to my second point, that even death creates new vision. Death has the uncanny ability to make the living actually see what really matters. It makes the living see that holding on to some things is not worth it because they won't last or because those things will not profit you in the end. Death creates new vision by not only opening a person's eyes but also augmenting their receptivity to God. It also tones down their receptivity to trivial things. Death creates because it nudges the living to take life to heart and therefore to actually take life seriously. In the past few weeks, my father went home to be with the Lord. When he understood that his health had reached a point of no return, he began taking life to heart and saw many things very, very clearly. He saw what did not matter. So what he did not say was, I wished I watched more Netflix or I wish I spent more time seeking entertainment on my smartphone. He did not say, I wish I was more unforgiving or I wish I spent more time angry. He did not say, I wish I was more selfish or I wish I spent more time on myself. My father did not say any of these things because his new vision equipped him to see what did not really matter. It also enabled him to see what really did matter. He saw that temporal things are but for a moment, so clogging up your life with temporal things is a waste of life. Rather, one must pursue eternal things which will last forever and make life satisfying. Accordingly, because he saw life more clearly, he did say things like, forgive more because unforgiveness only hurts you. He also said things like give more, be a better example more, love more and cherish your family more, share more and invite people over more. Let go of all the dead weight because it is just keeping you from God's best. He also said things like true happiness is never found in what you take or consume. It is found in what you freely give. My father was able to say those things because death created new vision. With said vision, a person sees the beautiful God as the most beautiful reality. They begin to finally see why the most important command in the Bible is to love God they begin to finally see that if I love myself first and foremost, in the end, you will not enjoy being you. The final point is that death creates new life. It creates new life in the living when they allow the deaths of their loved ones to inspire them to make the most of the lives they have. Death creates when it gifts the mind with perspective and opens the ears to discern God's gentle whispers. And, for those who know Jesus Christ, natural death creates new life because natural death is not an end, rather it is a door into eternal spiritual life. For the elect, death is not a period but a comma and the narrative continues for eternity after the comma. Death creates because Christ could not be held by death and He arose on the third day as a victor over death. So for all of God's children, yes, we will all fall into the tomb, but we shall also rise with our Lord and Savior into new, vibrant, painless, sinless, sorrowless, everlasting life. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.